Okay, I will uh, officially call the meeting to order and take roll. So I am here. Ashley. Present. Mark. Here. Roger is not here. Bijou. Here. Kelsey, do we? She was going to be joining by Zoom. Supposed to be, but I but you know. haven't seen her yet. Okay. Siri. I am here. You are here. Sylvia. I am here. Hi. Hello. Where are you joining us from? I'm here in Iowa City. I just have a, um, a semi-high fever, so I thought I would oh, well, not come in. Soon, and thank you for not bringing it to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and Doug. Here. Ah, very good. Okay. Uh, can I have a volunteer to read the land acknowledgement, and then we'll do introductions. Anyone? I'm trying to find. It's way back there. I haven't done it in a while. I can okay. go. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the homelands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The area of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Meskwaki, and Sauk, and because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous peoples here. The history of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous peoples of their homelands was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work toward equity, restoration, and reparations. Okay. I think I'll do our guest first. That way you can get on the way and we can do the rest of the introductions and I'll uh, ask Doug to introduce himself too. So so we have a new officer today to, to welcome. Yes. Uh, again, I'm Joshua Dabusom. Happy to see you guys again. So it's the first time doing this. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm a community outreach assistant for immigrant and refugees. And today we have our new guest. A new officer is going to introduce himself. Just uh, tell us who you are, uh, you know, where you come from and if there is anything you wanted to add. So just feel free to join. Come up to the mic. I mean, yeah, again, you. I mean, it's on the recording too. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. My name is Dale Delamore. Um, I just started earlier this month with the uh, police department here. I uh, spent the last five years uh, with the Cedar Rapids Police Department working there. Um, so that's how I ended up here. I'm originally, though, from Naperville, Illinois. So not okay. from Iowa. So that's just a little bit of my background. My mainly, uh, when I was in Cedar Rapids, my main focus was I was specialized in OWIs and drunk driving and impaired driving. So okay. that's kind of my background in law enforcement and how I kind of ended up here. How many years at Cedar, in Cedar Rapids? Five years. Okay. Yeah. And what, what about before that? Um, I started off, I went to West Point for a year, and then I went to Cornell College in Mount Vernon for two years. So okay. That's Why the move? Uh, I just kind of wanted to change. So it's, um, it's similar in kind of what I used to do, because there's a lot of... Um, Similarities between Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. So in terms of like size, like it's smaller, but it's still busy with the college and the campus and everyone here. So it's just kind of a different environment to kind of get used to. And I think it'll be a positive change. And it has been so far. Great. When did you actually actually start with Iowa City Police Department? Uh, the day after Labor Day. Okay. So a couple of weeks in. Yes. Okay. 
Well, uh, thank you for coming, first of all, and on behalf of the commission. So welcome to the to the uh, to Iowa City, and to the, you know, although have some knowledge of us not too far away in Cedar Rapids. So I, well, I'm really glad, and I think I speak for the commission that we have this connection. That whenever we have a new police officer start, that they get to come and see us and say hello. Uh, we'll do some introductions here as well, so that you know who you're speaking to. Uh, but uh, don't be a stranger. So if there and uh, there's lots of different parts of the community that are represented up here too. So if there's ever anything that we can do to help, or there's parts of the community that you think we, that you'd like to reach out to or need a connection with, uh, we're a nice, or I think we're a good resource for helping with that as well as <laughs> Josh over here too. So um, uh, we want to do a, some introductions. You want to start down here and we'll go this direction this time. Sure. I'm Bijou Maliavo and uh... oh, just a little bit about you. What do you do? Oh, <laughs> I am an interpreter for the courts in the school district, and I'm also one of the community leaders for refugee and immigrants. Work with Joshua sometimes to the community. Great guy. <laughs> try and be. <laughs> so, so all you can do is try. <laughs> My name is Ashley Lindley. I am serving as the vice chair of the commission this year. Uh, this is my third year on the commission now, so I'll be done in December. Uh, right now, I am in my second and final year of graduate school in the university's uh, School of Social Work program, Master's of Social Work program. And a lot of my work, I've, I've done various social services work in the Iowa City area in plethora of different roles and capacities. But right now, I'm working with the Rape Victim Advocacy Program. So I'm a certified victim advocate, um, but my primary focus in that role is to do a lot of systems level macro work to address um, sexual violence in the community and do violence prevention work. So if you ever have questions or want to connect, I am always happy to assist. I'm Jason Glass. I'm the chair of the commission this year. Um, I worked in human resources for about 20 years and about three years ago started teaching in the College of Business here at the University of Iowa. I also taught a couple of classes at Cornell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that, so I have a little bit of a connection there when I was do, still doing adjunct stuff, uh, mostly in human resources and entrepreneurship. Uh, I kind of have a focus in my career in civil rights and discrimination, harassment, some of those kind of things within the workplace. And I've run a couple of nonprofits that uh, focus on like a more diverse workforce in the Iowa City area. Um, I'm also the National Guard. I've been in uh, the 34th Army Band for 28 years. So I can play music for my Army job, which is pretty cool. Uh, and I also do a lot of diversity and equal opportunity work uh, within the Guard because of my civilian expertise. So welcome. Thank you. Hello, I'm Siri Felker. I teach the humans at City High School and I love my job. I'm a science teacher, but I, I like to say I teach the humans, but um, I'm kind of here or mostly here uh, to uh, bring sort of the the youth voice and, and think about what our kids need in this community. I have just such a diverse student body at City High and I think that they reflect a lot of the same needs that I see us addressing in other parts of the community. So I'm excited to be here on behalf of my my humans. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's about, oh, I uh, just finished um, a graduate program in, um, in law and specifically in cross-cultural conflict resolution. And so I like to sort of I'm enjoying seeing how that that um, is of use both here and in in the work setting too at school. So anyway, pass it along. Welcome. Glad to see you. My name is Mark Priest. There's no T at the end, but I am a retired Lutheran pastor. Um, Leslie and I are on our 51st rotation around the sun together. 
Um, we got two kids and four grandchildren. Um, I came to Iowa City in 1952 with my parents and we left in 53. I came back in 2007. Uh, we'll be here for a long time. Um, serving the city has always been something I really liked. It's this, when you mentioned OWI, one of my first things to do in Iowa City was the university had a um, alcohol safety committee that involved community and the university. It was, I think we made some significant inroads into just making it a healthier community that way. Um, this is my third year on the Human Rights Commission. And one of the blessings I have is meeting these marvelous people that I'm the old guy. <laughs> Hi, my name is Doug Kolash. Um, I grew up in Iowa. I'm uh, currently uh, a healthcare IT consultant. So I work with hospitals that use Epic uh, and I develop education programs for doctors and nurses there. Um, actually, I went to University of Iowa. Um, Jason and I were in the marching band together. Here. <laughs> um, and then after I, got, I actually lived in Cedar Rapids for about 10 years, uh, taught Spanish at Kennedy High School. Uh, then moved to Madison and worked at Epic and have been doing the, the healthcare thing since. Uh, moved back to Iowa City about just a little over a year ago. Uh, my partner's a PhD candidate at the University of Iowa, and I work remotely, so I can go anywhere. Um, yeah, so I'm on the Iowa City School District Equity Advisory Committee, and I'm the president of the brand new um, LGBTQ alumni group for the University of Iowa as well. Uh, but this is my very first meeting here, so <laughs> brand new. Me too. <laughs> right, yeah, welcome. Yes. Well, any other questions for us or anything else? Should we let Sylvia and Kelsey? Oh, of course. Oh, themselves? thank you. I always forget. What to say. Please, thank, thank, thank you for keeping me honest. Sylvia, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi. I wish I could be there in person, um, but probably thankfully for all of us, I'm not. Um, I'm Sylvia Johns. Uh, this is my first year on the commission. I, I, I also kind of work remotely. Um, I moved to Iowa City, to the state of Iowa during the pandemic, so about um, almost almost three years ago now. And for my day job, I, I lead global academic diplomacy um, in kind of um, the higher education space and um, have done that for the past uh, 15 years. Uh, my organization is kind of the, the world leader in, in the work that we do and we like to we focus a lot on giving educational opportunities to neglected populations and rescuing individuals, um, scholars, and, and students who are in danger, and all kind of focused on um, peace is really the intended benefit of, of the work that we do. So um, again, I apologize, I'm not there in person, probably for the best, but um, thanks for having me, and I look forward to meeting all of the, the two representatives that I've yet to meet that are there today. Thanks. And Kelsey. Hi, everyone. You are also probably better off without me there with you in person, but I am sorry to miss you all. Um, I'm Kelsey Paul Schantz. Scott, it's nice to meet you, um, even virtually um, with 
this terrible audio I'm offering, but um, I uh, grew up in Iowa. I left um, several years ago to pursue my studies and also work in international relations and global governance. Um, and I returned in 2017 to focus on the prevention of violence within our communities um, across different ethnic groups um, and with different groups of people. Um, and really to focus on how we might address violence through policy and research exchange. So that is what I do in my day job, um, but it's a pleasure to, to be a part of this commission. I'm in my first year, but I did fill uh, uh, an open seat. So thank you for making sure I got to the people. If I'm You're very I'm welcome. totally blanking on those things. <laughs> any other questions for us? Um, none that I can think of right now. Do you guys have any other questions for me at all? I don't have a question, but I just want to encourage you. There is a lot of immigrants and refugees here, and um, I think the culture is different. So please try to go in the community to get to know more of the culture. So it'll make your job easier <laughs> to understand. Yeah. Well, definitely. There's a lot more diversity here and a lot more groups to meet and understand and kind of get to know. And that definitely makes a lot of our job easier and safer for everybody. Great. Well, thank you again for coming and we'll let you get back to your evening. Oh, I'll probably stay for the rest of the meeting. Oh, great. Awesome. Well, you're, you're more than welcome. So I was, I was doing this first because I figured you wanted both. So <laughs> oh, well, thank you all of you. I appreciate it. Sure. Thank you. you Okay, next. Uh, well, so and I, I that doubled as as uh, as Doug's introduction as well. So you got to hear a little bit from all of us. So I don't know. I think we should all do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to welcome to you want to, yeah. So well, welcome officially. So uh, we got Ashley and I got a chance to uh, preempt his first meeting because he attended a committee meeting or our subcommittee meeting uh, about a week ago at my house. So so got to officially welcome him there too. So welcome to the commission and. Uh, looking forward to all you that you bring to that. So, yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. Cool. Uh, number three, correspondence. So, got a couple things in the packet. Uh, first one is the LGBTQ History Month programs sign up. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about this, Stephanie? Just want to, is there any action on this one or just for um, notice? Um, spread the word, please. Okay. So you have the flyer in there. So you know, spread the word on your to your in your circle and social media and that kind of stuff to make sure people are aware of the programs that are going on through uh, here through the city. And if you can go, all you got to do is pre-register. I have already pre-registered for the first event because it looks fantastic. So, and if anybody wants the images like in a JPEG or something, just let me know and I can send those to you. Okay. And the always engaging and, and awesomely put together uh, quarterly report. So uh, you have a copy in there. Can we get that electronically as well? Or have you already? It's available on the city's website. Okay, I'll just get it from there. Yep, of course. So it, 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 I think, so as we've been tabling things, I want to you know, just shout out to Stephanie and the staff and everything too, is I know that the comment that I hear the most when I'm out in the community and, and the people that are aware of the Human Rights Commission, usually the first thing they say is, oh, you do that. They do that really great quarterly report. I've heard that more than, you know, several times. And the newsletter, so, yep, the and, lens. Yep, yep, oh, the yeah. newsletter too. So they, they you know, there's a lot of people that may not know us or, you know, those kind of things, but they know the work that, that you are doing, Stephanie, and the, and, the, and the department are doing. So, and it's it's very well thought of, so. So, all right. Next is approval of our minutes. So uh, I'll entertain a motion to approve the minutes. So moved. I'll second. 
<laughs> moved by Ashley and seconded by Bijou. I go get Mark on the next one. Uh, any discussion or changes or amendments? None for me. Okay. None. Hearing none, uh, all in favor of approving the, me the meeting minutes as presented, please say aye. 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 Opposed? Passes. So that's, we have, do we have all nine of us here then? No, we're missing, missing Roger. So that's eight to nothing. Uh, any other comments from the public? I don't see, there's no, nobody else in the room and I don't see anybody else on Zoom. We have one person in the room. <laughs> Do you have any comments? You're, you're, you're welcome to comment again, but. <laughs> For a step not on the agenda. I would, yeah. I was assuming that, that yeah, we were good. Uh, so hearing none, we'll move on. Uh, the racial equity and social justice grant. So uh, if you remember from last meeting, we had discussed some changes to the to the application uh, and the action was taken by the subcommittee working on that to go back and just present an actual completed document that we could review, which I believe you've done. Yeah, I just so I'll, typed I'll, up. I will hand it off to you to kind of walk us through that. Yeah, so um, I just typed up the, I eliminated all of the, sort of notes about what was eliminated and simply typed up the questions as they will be um, on the form. And it looks to me like we have also, I think um, I think it was Kelsey that uh, uh, requested that the initial information that will be presented be um, listed here as well. So I think I see that background information as well as the grant requirements. And I like, um, I think I, I like seeing that there. Uh, so the, the beginning is really quite simple, but um, some of the, I mean, it's almost exactly the same in terms of the contact information and what we asked for there. Um, but there's a little bit less in the way of the organization's previous work, because I think our goal as a group was to just like really focus on the merits of this proposed project rather than uh, either inquire extensively or overly wait in our grading um, previous work from an organization. So um, we, I mean, I think, I don't know if people have had time to look through this, but um, there's a little bit of shift in language. Um, there were some places where the questions, I think, had several um, phrases that were sort of uh, compiled together and we sort of simplified some of the question. And we also tried to use the common language of calling it a project rather than like program something, something. It was, it was a, a bit more um, verbose. But um, we've also tried to simplify some of these places where we ask for, um, like for instance, in collaboration, we've tried to include just sort of adding line entries so that we get less like run on narrative and more just like of a, a list in that in that instance. So I, I think I think in general, in summary, um, highly focused on the project. We did keep the pieces about like, you know, what, um, priority area it's addressing. Um, you'll notice that several things that used to be a nar written narrative are now drop down. Um, and then the places where we asked for written narrative, we actually are looking for. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's more intentional, I guess is what I mean to say. Okay. Um, and then in terms of the funding, 
Um, we also tried to simplify that through the use of a added line entry, um, both in terms of uh, indicating what other funding sources they might have so that we can make sure we're not uh, duplicating city resource allocation, but also then um, in terms of the budget so that we can clearly understand. I think before it was a little confusing because we had two different tables. There was the one with, what did we call it, revenue, or it was a little odd, the language. Um, and so we're, we're literally just asking them to uh, add lines for each item or expense that they expect. Um, so yeah, I mean, as you look through, I think that like those changes are, are kind of as we discussed and hopefully it's easier to just see it as it would be. And I don't know if people have had time to make any or sort of uh, jot down notes on any comments they have. The other piece that you see, and it's actually at the front is the grading rubric and it's all on that Likert scale type thing. The one thing I changed from last time, and I think I might've miscommunicated initially, but it's correct here is that um, I think last time it was on like a 10 point scale and there were uneven distributions. Yeah. And I am a, we don't need to get Siri started on even increments and in grading scales. So um, it's, whew. Um, so anyway, I think this will be quite easy to use. Um, and you'll also note that each question is evenly weighted. And so only five of the 25 points will be about the organization. And um, this should be 35. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, gonna say, I was so, about to ask. So five of the 35 <laughs> and then, um, uh, you know, 25 of the 35 are gonna be about what we see in the project and how it relates to our, our priorities. Okay. And remind me who, who was the, the, the six so that worked Sylvia and Roger and I did mm -hmm. the edits and we met prior to our previous meeting, but then it became clear that uh, having the notes on all of the edits that were made was a little much. And so I just went through and um, sort of tidied up. Okay. And and staff went through to put in some of the things that needed. Yeah. So okay, they, okay. So that was another one of my questions. So you guys have reviewed it as well. They okay. did some of the, like, they included the background. They included the sort of in the hard brackets, indicating what's a checkbox and where there might be a signature and things like that. Gotcha. And, and I think they. And about the um, operational costs and about the city funding, if they've received city funding with it. Okay. I was added back okay. in there. And this form will go to ITS to put it into the, the online form. So yeah. I will um we'll see what do my like. the drop down I don't think will be a problem. The add line for each entry, I'm not sure what that will look like on there. And oh, okay. so there might be follow-up, but we'll get it as close to what you want it to be as oh, possible. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Sylvia, do you wanna you since you were part of this too, is anything else you want to add or to what yeah, thanks, Jason. The only thing I would add, thanks, Sari, for representing our our group, and I think you did a great job talking us through it. Um, I guess just to re reconfirm here that, you know, for those who were part of this in previous years, that rubric that we reviewed was quite lengthy, and it didn't really align um, right up to the questions that were being asked of the grantee 
um, or the potential grantees. Uh, and what you'll see here is that I think as a reviewer, well, as well, it will become a lot easier for us to make sound, fair decisions on the applicant based on making this simplified, focusing in on what we want, what we think is important, which are really the tenets of the grant and the outcomes. And um, I just, I'm really happy with how this turned out and thanks Siri for, for putting it together um, in a way that you know, we could easily review it. Uh, I think it's come a long way from the last meeting that we all met. That's I think it. it was also nice to, thank you, Sylvie. I think it was also nice to have a, so the three of us have like different, we have a range of time spent on this commission. So Roger has like seen this cycle a few times. I've seen it once and Sylvia was looking at it with fresh eyes, but also with a great deal of grant experience. And so I think it was actually, I feel pretty confident that this product is at least a next, a great next uh, sort of a cycle for this next uh, or an attempt for this next grant cycle, because we're sort of, I think sometimes you need the fresh eyes. You also need the, in, like the experience with what worked and what didn't. And I, I'm hoping that this is going to be helpful to us. So go team. Before I ask for any potential edits or questions, I'll entertain a motion to approve it. And then we'll have discussion about any amendments we want to make to it. So I'll, Mark moves and second, seconded by Ashley. So any discussion or change? So obviously the one is to correct the score. So from 25 to 35. So we have we have that one. Anything else on either the rubric or the application that there's a question about or that we that you'd like to discuss? Any anyone on the commission? Kelsey, I see your hand raised. Hi. Um, I'm just going to pose a similar question I asked before, which is whether we might be able to consider offering um, the application in Spanish and receiving applications in Spanish language. Um, I, I can talk to communications. I think just kind of thinking out loud, it may be best to survey first because we're assuming that Spanish is the desired language that it should be translated into and not other languages. So I, I would feel more comfortable getting it translated into languages that are needed. And I don't think we have enough information at this point to survey to determine what those languages are at this point. Is it is it something we can maybe put as a disclaimer at the beginning to say if 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 there's issues from a language perspective to contact you or then we can see if there's a accommodation we can make? I also think that because the reverse would be true because if if we offered it in any language and they fill it out in that language, we'd also have to have it translated back for us to be able to to be able to score it. So that's a that's a challenge. So then we'd have to have somebody that would have to translate their entire application back into English for us to be able to review and score it since we won't have that. Hey, I can I can follow up, but like I said, I, I would like to be more inclusive and not just select one particular language um, when we don't have any feedback as to, to the need. Have we had those requests before? Have we had any issues with anybody reaching out and saying this is a... No, nobody has ever said anything. Okay, not that... But I don't know if a, anybody's that's... ever been asked either. So right. it's a valid point that Kelsey's making. I just think we need more information. I like the idea that uh, Stephanie gave for surveying. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. So people actually speak up if they actually want it or not. Right. So we give at least give the option, and actually, we'll know what yeah. the what the what the need would be before we. I also we... understand the translation part because, like, if it's in a different language, translate back. It just doesn't come back the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Is I there almost... a standard? Sorry. Oh, is there a standard for the city as far as you know publishing communications in other languages? Y- yeah, we do. We um, currently um, publish what important quote documents i think it's in six different languages and we base that on the school district's annual report of the top languages that are spoken in the homes of youth that are within the school system so that's how we determine what languages we translate into so yep we do but thank you kelsey for raising that and i think that's a so we've got that as a note see if we can reach out and see if that's going to be ask some of the potential grantees to um other questions edits changes comments i'm cheering i mean this is such a big improvement and since we've i've been involved in orienting people the last couple years how to do this actually you've helped me in that this is so much easier yeah people will be able to do it it's not nearly as intimidating yeah i i can't commend everyone on the committee's work enough for all of this and Siri I know you've done a significant amount of work in making this much more um understandable and and comprehensible and just less work for everyone all around whether it's applicants or reviewers on the commission I think that this is a huge stride forward and will continuously benefit the commission moving forward so i just want to thank everybody on the committee for all of their work in contributing to this because as someone that's been through this process three years now um i i see the value in this and and it's massive mm-hmm. so thanks to everyone i'm almost disappointed that i won't get the chance to score <laughs> under this new rubric because this is because you know this is a, this is a huge improvement i particularly like the that front page of the rubric and you know and i agree with everything that's been said that that's where we were is a lot more ambiguity and we were trying to make sure we were all consistent on how we were thinking about it this makes that a much simpler task and i think we'll be much more aligned i mean i i think we could hand this to somebody without a lot of context and without a lot of training and they would get the vast majority of it and be able to participate in this a lot easier any other comments questions changes concerns Okay, so if we are, as I'd say, um, so it's been moved and seconded to approve uh, the this as our new application and rubric, uh, with the the one typo change on the mm-hmm. on the on the on the total points. Other, other, with, follow with, up on the language with that change and with following up on potentially translating for languages. Uh, with that, with uh, all in favor of approving as I stated, say aye. 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 Any opposed? That passes eight to nothing. Very good work, everybody. Thank you for, again, for all the effort that went into, into that. I think that's going to be, to those of you that have not had a chance to score these yet, or maybe you've only done it once, that, you know, you, this, yeah, you're going to be very thankful. <laughs> you don't have anything to compare it to, but yes. <laughs> it's a huge improvement. Uh, okay. Uh, reminder. Oh, so all still on um, agenda item six. Reminder on the grant information ses- sessions. We need four volunteers. So I assume two for each. Yeah. Right. 
So November 9th at 6 p.m. and November 16th at noon. Weirdly, this is already on my calendar. So I will do the 9th since that is not during the school day. Okay. I can help during the day. So I'll do the 16th. I said that without looking at my calendar. <laughs> How dare you. I'm looking ahead here. What is that all? I think that's 6 p.m. Oh, I've got it on my calendar as well. I can, I can, I can do the ninth. So Siri and I. Is anybody else? What time, what time is it on the sixteenth? It's at noon. Okay, I, I will be in Greece for about fifteen days in the during that time. But let me see about the time difference, and I'll be back in touch. Okay. With Zoom, it could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll have the Parthenon behind me. <laughs> oh, very <nice. And laughs> darn. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. About eight o'clock at night. I yeah, think. be in the be in the evening, so that might be that might be workable. Yeah. <clears throat> Anybody oh, else that yeah. would be available that night? The. I was looking in October. I'm not uh, if needed, I could potentially be available on okay. the 16th at noon. Okay, so we'll tentatively say Mark and Sylvia with Ashley as a backup. So just uh, reach out to Stephanie, Sylvia, when you know for sure. And I'll get the PowerPoint updated and get it sent out to those of you who have volunteered so that you have that ahead of time to work with. Right. Thank you. Very good. Okay. The November 9th. The 9th? Yeah, maybe. We're going to work on that. I'll confirm with Stephanie. Okay. Well, we got two, so you were, you know, so, we, but you're more than welcome. We can do three. So. Oh, okay. But I mean, if yeah, it's two, that's fine. No, I just make sure, in case, you, in case you can't, we'd be covered. So. Okay. Hey, Stephanie, does the deck need any updates? given the updates and the application at all? I can go through and do all that and just oh. send it out. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Okay. No problem. Agenda item seven, the Human Rights Awards. So who was on the selection committee for the awards? Us. Our, us. Just the two of you? Well, um, Kelsey came up six, so the two of us made the, the, the decisions okay. on Sunday. Yes. So a reminder for all of us, uh, uh, and especially those that haven't been with us a year. So this is our annual Human Rights Awards. Uh, nomina nominations were from the community. Those closed a few weeks ago. And then we have, was is there, is it six? Seven. This seven. Seven. Seven uh, award categories. So we'll have a breakfast um, on October 26th. Is it in the same place where you're in the Correct. view in the, rooftop? Yep. And the so, breakfast will be at seven. And the program will start right at 7.30. 7.30 is program. So commissioners, if I could at least have a few of you there by 6.45 because Done. it's a small ceremony. So it will be like last year. So it will just be the, um, the nominees have been invited to attend, um, the, uh, the honorees, and they've been asked to um, bring a small group of friends, family, and supporters. Oh, and that's all. So no other members of the community or city council. Uh, or... I mean, if city council, I mean, that's, you know, I, I suspect they'll probably, some of them may want to come and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But um, the, you know, in the past, it's been a ticketed event with the keynotes and it's been huge. Mm -hmm. um, one, I'm not even sure that, you know, people are wanting to be in spaces with that many folks again. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the cost of the ticket, we were always in the, um, we, we never made a profit, right, because of the, the price that we sold the ticket at. 
Um, so, so this is, I, I, I think the youth awards is kind of the opportunity to go big. Mm -hmm. um, and this, yeah. I thought last year worked very well with the, a smaller group. Um, it's recorded, it will be um, live streamed. So it's not like people can't participate. They can they can get up at seven thirty and start watching it on Zoom. So great. Well, and I I agree. I thought last year was very well done and professional nice. and a nice you know nice group of you know nice number of people. So and obviously all the commissioners are welcome and encouraged to attend. Um, it's a nice breakfast. So that's you know it's a nice way to start the day too. Uh, I is it also similar to last year where the chair kind of opened the so, thing and then the vice chair reads off the the winners. I have it as the vice chair doing the intro and the closing and the chair doing the um, descriptions. Okay. That's, that's, that's cool. If you guys want to change it. I just need to know <laughs> so that I can let the um, person who's designing the program um, okay. know that. Are you, you cool with that? I have no preference. I know last year, I'm I'm, just I know Jessica opened involved. it last year and then I was the one who, because I remember reading the, all the nomination stuff. So as the vice chair, so. And well, all commissioners will be interviewed, so it's not. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to do the, because it's a little more of the reading <laughs> than the opening and closing. So yeah. Stephanie, I will be there at 6.44. Thank you. <laughs> I'll be there early as One well. And if you park in the ramps, I know sometimes um, folks don't, but you'll get reimbursed for your parking. Yeah. So don't feel like um, you have to park on the street or you're worried about feeding the meter. Just park in the ramp that's attached. Come in on that second floor, take the elevator up and um, if I don't say something to you, remind me to give you a parking pass permit. And I'm anxious to see who won. So, have, 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 oh, Mark has comments prepared. Yet. Oh, you do. Oh, great. Woo. I did. Please, like, please I'd take like it away. To, I think it's it's a done deal because Siri and I put this together. Yeah, it's a done deal. The news release goes out tomorrow at 8 a.m. So it, it doesn't need approval from us. You're. I just want you to know. I, I, I'm, I'm curious. I, I definitely want to know. <laughs> so tell them about the process, though. Well, it's it's meant that really there quick. were many, many people who nominated people for these awards. And so Siri and Kelsey and I had that information, but I appreciated that we did not know the nominators. Mm -hmm. We only knew the nominees. So it was blind that way. Mm -hmm. um, and then Kelsey took sick. She's really struggling. But so Siri and she, Siri was also sick, but she and I worked on this Sunday afternoon and really pleased with what we've come up with. I'll tell you, and I, you maybe don't know the award, so I'll highlight the award and then I'll tell you who it is, a little bit about what they do. The Isabel Turner Award is an activist for human rights and the environment and worked for the rights of individuals to get fair treatment. We're giving this award to Mary Issa. She's 18 years the director of NAMI, Iowa City. She's really worked hard with um, to get uh, mental health issues before the community and recognize the need to provide support and awareness. But all, she's also done some wonderful training with the police department and those kind of things so that we have a safer, healthier environment for people with mental health issues. The International Award, uh, Significant Contributions to Human Rights in the Global Community. And Siri and I worked on this one and we settled in on Mary Kenyon. And you maybe never heard of her. She is a grassroots, what do you want me to do kind of person. Mm -hmm. And she's there. She's not with an organization. Uh, I'm going to use my words that she's one of those people. Why is it a global award? She's one of those people that begins, wants to begin a, a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. You want to be like her. And that will make a global difference. Mm -hmm. So that's why we've nominated her. I'm saying nominated 
Stephanie, what's the word I should be? Word granted. Selected. Word awarded. Granted. Selected. Awarded, yeah. Yes. So the Linda Severson Award is an outstanding contributor to human rights by an individual in a service organization. And we're giving that award to Francine Spencer Thompson. Um, and I don't have my paperwork in front of me, but uh, come on. Um, she's all about reproductive rights. And, um, oh, come on, help Isn't me. she the executive director of Emma Goldman? Yes, thank you. Yes. Executive director of Emma Goldman. Um, Bill Reagan, uh, the Community Award. Um, it's interesting. I'm old enough that I know some of these people. Um, <laughs> and the Bill Reagan Award is outstanding contributor by a business organization to human rights. And I, I got to give Siri a lot of credit because she understood what the bike library does. And if I you want to say more, I am so about that, excited about this award. That's Audrey Wiedemeyer. Go ahead. I have just been really impressed with the way that the bike library reaches so many specific groups of people and makes space within its organization for specific groups of people. Um, and I, I just found I, to me that one, um, as when I read about, and I don't know Audrey Wiedemeyer specifically, but, um, it talked about some of the work they've done, um, offering, classes and like the empowerment to different uh groups of people as well as just the resource of um transportation which is i've seen uh just in my realm with students how empowering it can be to uh be able to transport yourself and go wherever you need to go and i've i've thoroughly enjoyed um helping kids get connected with that and like there is nothing more beautiful than seeing a kid like just take off on a bike beaming like knowing that they can get to whatever they need to get to and i've seen that group touch so many other parts of our community so i'm thrilled about that and it's not just riding a bike it's learning how to fix it right and and, and that's the thing is not needing um to uh to feel intimidated by who you i mean feeling truly independent um for both and not dependent on an adult to to drive you around or nope. having to right yeah so i'm excited you're, about that one the nick graff award is an award given to a person uh, in which we can recognize a long-term commitment of an individual business or individual with service organization to a specific cause for the benefit of a specific group of people and we're giving that award to nali Nellie worked with the schools and the school calendar to get the lunar count, uh, holiday recognized. She's continued to be an advocate for um, Asian American Pacific Islanders. Uh, it's a voice that we don't have, a, we don't hear a lot about, and now we'll hear more. The Ken, uh, uh, help me with the pronunciation, Stephanie. Kenneth Smeal. Kenneal. Smeal. Um, and this award is. He initiated the Human Rights Internship Program at the Center for Human Rights, um, is, and um, my notes say, actively working in the field in the dedicated and determined way uh, that Kenneth advocated during his lifetime. And we're giving that award uh, to Jocelyn Williams, and I don't have my notes. There it is. So, um, Jocelyn, um, as you read, we had some really interesting um, students that we were looking at specifically in their work in the law school already and where they've shown that they want to apply that education. And so we were actually looking at um, a couple of very like young people and, and the way that they've shown their uh, dedication to not necessarily 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can use a law education. We were just really um, impressed with. Yeah, so that she, I'm looking at the, the nominee um, that she talks about distilling complicated information in a way that's accessible, um, very helpful uh, to fellowship. Um, I don't, I don't the know. The housing. The housing fellowship, she just left the note off, okay? And that affirms and adheres to her values as a champion of human rights and all that means of a professional locally. So and when we talk about like housing as a human right, like she's someone who, I mean, I, I reminds me of this grant application. We want this resource to be accessible to people. And it was clear that in her work, she wanted to make some of this just grossly intimidating process of sifting through applications and, and, and trying to jump through the hoops to get the housing that we all have agreed we are entitled to as human beings. It's, she's dedicated her work to that. And I think we want to, I mean, we debated some, we were like, we have some people who have this, um, this like repertoire, this history of work for over many years, like some of the first people we talked about, but, um, we had some some younger people who are just showing such a clear dedication in their work to uh, a life in you know housing accessibility, and we wanted to recognize that. So we have a sheet of paper that had information about these awards, and then came the Heather Shank Award, and there wasn't a paragraph about it. It's why I I blush a little bit and apologize that I've given you Heather Shank's funeral sermon that I preached. I was her pastor. I know how she suffered so much and she refused to take medications because she wanted to have access to people so she when people came she wanted to be able to communicate with them um she was so persistent and when i think back about all the things that she went through particularly her career as a nurse and then recognizing she needed to go to law school and then in her pursuit of law school then finally being a director of the human rights commission um, i think she resigned um, because of her medical condition um, and, and so I'm not trying to evangelize you with that sermon, but it was a narrative kind of sermon so you could know who it was that was being buried. It was a big funeral with many, many speakers. So who are we going to give that to? Senator Joe Bolcom was um, nominated for everything, um, and we recognize that Joe needs to get the Heather Shank Award. And some notes from... Senator Bolcom was a longtime advocate for low-income residents, public education, affordable housing, uh, disability rights, labor rights, much more. In 2006, he helped push through the state law protecting against discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in employment, public accommodation, credit, housing, and education. He continued to push to strengthen these protections and fought to aid, add marriage equality to the law. So for his 30 years of public service, any member of any marginalized group had a friend in Joe Bolcom. Heather Shank Award. Green. Hey. Now I follow that. Go team. <laughs> Again, that's, that's great incredible. stuff. Well, I... We were really excited. Like it was a very energizing meeting. I mean, to read about these things to in a world where so many of these um, these freedoms are under attack. To read about these people in our community, like that we go to high V with that are doing these things. It's really, um, it was a privilege. So um, I'm excited to show up to this breakfast at 644. Well, I'm, I'm excited to read some of these descriptions. So that's going to be a privilege for me. Uh, I'm curious, I mean, I know in past years, there's been some times where we've 
had trouble getting a lot of applicants. Did you have, did you have, did you have multiples for yes. all of them? Um, I, off the top of my head, I'm going to say we had at least 12 uh, people recommended. Okay. Um, some people we ended up shifting around uh, based on like what they were um, uh, nominated for. However, I will say, I think Mark and I agreed going into this that we didn't want to give an award that had an intended purpose um, without feeling that there was an applicant that was nominated for those reasons. And I, I truly do think that we um, stayed true to the intention of each award, which was really exciting. Um, and in the midst of my morning thoughts, and I realized that Siri and I would agree with this, everybody that was nominated was worthy of an award. Remarkable. Yeah. We just didn't have enough awards to go around. It's always okay. the next time. Yeah. That's right. Well, that's a nice problem to have that we have that many people doing that many good things. Absolutely. Okay. Um, anything else, Stephanie, on the breakfast or anything I'm missing there? I think we covered everything. Yeah, if there is, I'll send it out in the email. But usually the, you know, badges, stuff like that. Make sure you have. Oh, that. yeah. Make sure you yeah, make sure you wear your. Doug, yeah. do you have one of those yet? Right ah, awesome. Look at that. <laughs> and it's so nice and shiny. Yes. <laughs> Sparkling new. Please make sure you bring that so you identify yourself as a very important person at, 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 at the breakfast. Uh, agenda item number eight. So uh, commission committees. Uh, so uh, I'm trying to think how to, how to structure this. So as a reminder, so we have our three committees now that we've established through our strategic plan. Uh, the expectation is that each committee meets at least once between our monthly full commission meetings. Uh, and then, um, so as a reminder, because I, uh, Ashley and I did this, but it, I know that Stephanie just sent out the template for for notes and that kind of thing, or was it, or Jennifer, um, uh, that when you do meet as a, as a committee, make sure that you take notes and you put that in that format and then give that to Stephanie. So it could be added into our packet going forward for, I know this is first time we're getting to know that stuff, but just friendly reminder to make sure you're meeting at least once and that you are giving the notes to be part of the packets that you, that is a, so we're all the full commission is informed about the work that's going on in that committee. And and a, and a we were trying to get the breaking bread, or, no, the building bridges group. We were trying to get together. It just became extremely difficult with other obligations, even to the commission and Stephanie, she, she gave us, some grace and said, well, don't push. I mean, we just couldn't get it in. Mm -hmm. We will. Okay. So that's the, actually the, so correction on the agenda, the attached report is for the breaking bread. Yeah. Yeah. Committee. Yep. So building bridges, you were not able to meet and. So reciprocal relationships, that's Sylvia, Roger and I, and um, I think a couple things. So one of the pieces that we have been working on was that, um, that application and the rubric. So that was, the same group gotcha. um and so that's kind of been our work um and then with uh roger's been gone a bit and and we we've, we've also had uh trouble meeting in person but one thing that sylvia and i talked about as a quick report and expect to work on is um now that we have our application and we're looking at you know these orientation um meetings in november and we're going to get a um a new round of grantees, um, what the 
we want to work on fleshing out what the expectation is going to be from our subcommittee in terms of how regularly and the extent to which we're um, involved uh, in their groups, you know, throughout the year. Um, and and so we're we're going to start to flesh that out, but that will be where we're headed. Okay, that sounds good. And yes, I good call on reprieving. You guys have been doing a lot of work on that application. That's so kind that, of where that, our that work will be is certainly a stand-in for, for the work you did uh, for the for that committee. Um, I'm going to put Ashley on the spot too. Anything you want you want to highlight? Ugh. Anything out of our report that I've said typed for it the all up. <laughs> um, I know there are a couple of points that we want to make sure that the commission. Yes. Or, yeah. So. Um, one of the big points that we wanted to intentionally discuss and address was the way in which we were going to be engaging with the community and which subsections of the community we were going to try and engage with more than others. So as we looked at past ways we've involved ourselves in the community, it seems like oftentimes we're engaging with the same people and there are uh, portions of the population that we are consistently not really getting to engage with. So we wanted to address that and be a little more equitable in our reach. So we talked about tabling at various community events and wanting to prioritize that work so that we were um, reaching those folks we haven't reached. So we talked about the diversity market being one uh, that's moving into a new permanent location that depending on how that goes and when that happens might influence how and whether we table there. But otherwise, I think you said they're still doing the summer. Yeah, they'll still be, one the plan outdoors. is still do the summer markets in addition to any potential permanent space. Right, so that that would be the, the initial goal as they're still fleshing out their indoor space. But um, the party at the park we thought would be a great way to be involved because there's already other uh, entities within the city that are engaging at those events um, and speaking with the community and telling them about their services and what they do. We love that it's free to attend. There's fewer transportation barriers because they're already in the neighborhood where these folks are. And we wanted to try and make access as equitable for folks as possible. So the um, farmer's market was another one. It's a similar crowd to the one we normally find ourselves reaching, but the traffic is just so high there that it would be not taking advantage of a huge opportunity for us to uh, not be there. So we prioritized that as well. The other thing we talked about was test piloting, essentially the idea of a coffee with a commissioner event. And this would be a uh, sort of playoff of the coffee with a cop event that the city has done in the past. Um, we would like to pilot one of these events before the end of the year. So Stephanie, I will be getting you questions and details so we can hopefully get that done um but we we could see a lot of value in that since one thing we've consistently heard is that folks don't know, know that we the commission exists many folks still and those that do don't know exactly what we do so really being able to engage in a meaningful way with the community uh major portion uh, or consideration that we need to take into account with this work is uh, human resources. So tabling these events is going to take people and time and energy. So Jason had a fantastic idea to reach out to alumni of the commission 
and try and re-engage them because presumably they are still as passionate about human rights work as they were when they were involved on the commission. So we now have a list of folks. We're going to reach out to them, um, see what their capacity is to help with tabling. And then, of course, we recognize that anyone who has the capacity and would like to be involved that is on the commission here currently, um, you are, of course, invited to partake in those opportunities, too. But we're really excited. A lot of this stuff, because of the timing during the year, is going to end up being um, goals for 2023. Farmers markets winding down. I think we said we were hoping to maybe squeak out a farmer's market or two. They, they go through the end of October. They go through the end of October, I think. Yeah. So you'll you'll probably be getting an email from Stephanie when we get information to her about that. Um, but party at the park clearly is over for the summer. So that'll be uh, tabled until next year. And there was still some interest in potentially exploring a check out a human human library event. But it seemed like just test piloting the uh, coffee with a commissioner and seeing what we can do with the farmer's market was a good start for this year. The only thing I think I'll add is on the alumni. So uh, Stephanie already got me a list of at least a handful of past commissioners and contact information. So but I hadn't sent anything to them yet. I just, not that I need any approval, just want to make sure there was no objection to me reaching out to that group and asking if there's anybody that would be interested in helping with manning a table kind of thing. I think that is very creative and a great idea. I almost wonder if it could be almost a, like, not that you're just going to ask a question and, but with some information be almost like a yes or no. And then if we couldn't have like a quarterly sign up genius go out with the various things going on and invite people, if they've said yes, just put them on an email list okay. and have like a sign up genius with, you know, the parties in the park and the farmer's market. And then we can get a sense. We can have current members and previous members just signing up and yep. I don't know. Of which, by the way, I'll, you know, by the time you do like parties in the park, you know, I'll be one. So, right. <laughs> so I'm, yep. I would all be on that list and would love to come relive. Man, my, it's not going to be optional for you. because <laughs> <you're right. laughs> Well, it's if I'm wanted, which that's not, that's, you know, I don't want to take that as a no, given either. Want um okay can i add something here oh please yeah i i think it's a great idea and an excellent way to to pool resources for this i do think that it would make sense for us to uh engage with those alumni prior in some way or form even even putting together a one pager of what the commission's focus is, is for that year what our goals are just so that they're um, better informed of, of what our focus is and they feel empowered to be able to talk about what we're doing this year and and how the community can um, can be involved with the work that we do and we can be involved with them. That's a great idea. So the the correspondence I put together to send out to them and reach out, I'll include a lot of information. Is, so it'll be both a call to action as well as an update on what we're doing and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. to re-engage them. So good, yeah. good suggestion. Sylvia has her hand up again, or did she not take it down? Nope, I think it's down. I didn't take it down. Thanks. <laughs> Anything else from committee work from anyone that I missed? We have the seal. <laughs> okay, moving on to announcements. Anybody have any anything they want to share or events that to be aware of or any of those kind of things? Do. Um, from the from, do go from the commission first. Well, September has been a busy month for me anyway. Every Wednesday, I'm at the Our Interfaith Alliance um, anti-racism group, but 
On the 26th of August, I saw the movie A Decent Home. Maybe some of you have seen that. It's a very powerful woman who made that movie is making another one distinctively for Iowa. I was at the JKIC fundraising dinner, the Johnson County Interfaith um, Coalition Against Racism. Then um, I was part of, a, and this is through my denomination, but it's national. It's building an anti-racism team in your congregation. So that's the Wednesday, two hours, once a month for a while. Um, let's see. Then the, the Uni University of Iowa Center for Human Rights shows a lot of stuff. And I, I'm not working, so I can see these things. But they're all on tape. So I got to watch the uh, human rights and gun violence. Uh, on in September 15th, I was with Tommy Ross. Uh, we sponsored that event, I think, right, Stephanie? Mm -hmm. The Possibility of Equity. Uh, that was a two-hour exceptional experience. Biju was there with me. Um, and then uh, I represented uh, the Human Rights Commission with Bijou at the International Day of Peace at Mercer. And Siri and I had lemonade on Sunday afternoon. So I think. To make decisions. I've been busy. <laughs> a lot. Busy is good. Well, Climate Fest was cold. There was less climate than I had hoped for, <laughs> but um, it was really nice to be there. Sylvia and Bijou and I um, uh, tabled at Climate Fest, and I had some really great conversations with, well, because it was cold, there were less attendees than one might hope, but there were people, and there was fantastic music and community, and I got to visit Weatherby Park for the first time, which is a really amazing park. Um, the edible forest is like the coolest thing. And I want to make a field trip there with my students. But um, anyways, I had some great conversations then with the groups that were tabling, um, including our climate activists in Iowa City, as well as um, I've been really interested in the topic of book banning recently. And I got to have some really great conversations with um, the people in the mobile library. So we, we, we had a good time. It was chilly. Um, but uh, other than that, um, been very busy at school. Um, again, I am really diving into uh, the several sort of heavy topics like uh, book banning. I've been reading a lot um, recently. Right now I'm reading um, All Boys Aren't Blue. I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. Um, I had one other thing. Oh, I got to hear um, a couple people who are running for office this November um, in person for the first time. Um, I'm good friends with Janice Weiner, and I attended this event with Merck actually at her house, and I got to hear from Deja Dejir in person, which was really wonderful. And then she actually made it to City High School yesterday, which was awesome to hear my kids ask such good questions and be that excited. So um I'm really looking forward to um, one of my roles in the teachers union. I'm the uh, building representative for City High, but also the director of um, the all of the secondary schools um, representation. And so um, one of my roles is that I actually get to talk about voting at work and I get to talk to teachers about how important it is to turn out at our elections in November. And that's been um, a chunk of my time too. So that's, I think, all I have, but it's great to be here with you guys. I always enjoy this. I can go.
Yeah, sure. Um, I guess Mark, as you already said, I attend the International Day of Peace. I was honored to be able to speak with uh, Mark encouraging me and uh, we did great. Uh, people came, a lot of people actually came than I thought, so that was great. Um, they liked my remarks, so they're probably going to publish it. <laughs> I also attended the training that we had on Scott Boulevard. It was awesome. I believe like everybody needs to be able to be part of it, and we need to have a lot of discussions in order to um, move forward. Uh, the climate change action fasts. I went on Friday because actually, no, 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 on Wednesday. I thought, oh, <laughs> I thought we we're supposed to be there on Wednesday. So I took the kids actually to, what do you call that? Oh, Big Grove. Big Grove. Yeah. yeah. We went to um, support and then we decided to eat there with the kids and it was nice being outside. And then on Friday, I was with uh, Sierra and Sylvia over there. Um, another thing I think um what I'm excited about and kind of scared maybe is um interpreting in courts is is great for me it's a great opportunity but I found out that I am trying to do more than interpreting sometimes I forget my role there as an interpreter because then I move from being an interpreter to a counselor to giving advice to helping out but um we had some situations where you know some people um choose not to want to say yes or no and use gesture so the judge actually granted me access to start visiting inmates so I might start going to jail <laughs> and I uh, I had to fill out an application for clearance and uh, um I thought it was scary because I watch a lot of CSI and CIS and everything else so I'm like, I don't want to be stuck in there and something happened but also um I really just appreciate the opportunity to be able to help serve and impact the people that's actually dealing with um breaking the law and not understanding or not knowing how to deal with it to not break the law anymore so um, you're articulating one of those topics that tommy ross taught us and that and we spent time with is about emotional intelligence mm -hmm. that you got to know yourself mm -hmm. but you also have to know what's happening to somebody else mm -hmm. and that's why your cultural bridge is so helpful in the courts i i believe that um a direct um understanding of a situation is better than just finding out on information so once you get to know a person and know what they're going through or what they deal with it's easier to to understand what got them to where they are today and to judge less. I think Sylvia's hands raised. Yeah. I don't know. I yes. see Sylvia. Yeah. Sylvia. Oh. All right. Um I guess for me I'm I'm excited to be almost done with my first quarter of the executive MBA program that I'm in. It's a 16 week program and we're we're rounding um out the, the end of the first quarter. So that's been, um, it is an intensive program and um, it's, it's been, it's been a wild ride so far, but I've learned a lot and I'm very happy with my decision to, to go back and take those courses. So um, the other two things I just wanted to bring up as far as work that were big highlights this past month is one, we at IIE were, we created this, this new scholarship program um, an initiative that is 
welcoming more than 200 refugee and displaced Afghan students to complete their degrees. And we've worked to partner with over 40 US college and universities. And so I'm really excited for, for that to happen and proud of that program. And then the, the other program that has been taking up a lot of time is um, we have been working with um, a few big names. The the chef, uh, is, he's kind of known for his for being a chef and humanitarian, Jose Andreas, um, Gary Casapro, who is the, the the chess player, um, the founder of Kind Snacks, Daniel Lubetsky, and then a retired Army Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. And while those names, it sounds like, why would they ever be working together? Um, two of them are, are immigrants to the United States, and, uh, and the other two have um, direct ties to the Ukrainian and um, 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 Russian um, incidents that are going and taking place. So they have come together, and we've been working to develop a scholarship that will help Ukrainian students to continue their studies. And um, that will be um, throughout the world where they'll have opportunities to do that. So those are the two big highlights this month from, from my side. Three, I guess, with, with the executive MBA too. Anyone else? I can go. Okay. Um, I just want to say that I was so thrilled to be at Coralville Pride again this year and to be able to table for the commission. It was very unfortunate that the organizer was sick, unfortunately, that day. And that's yeah, the last <laughs> thing you want when you're spearheading such a major community event. Um, but the uh, Coralville mayor ended up emceeing the entirety of the ceremony. Um, she did a fantastic job. And it was just, it was lovely to see how much it had grown just in its second year, the second iteration of the event, um, with last year being the inaugural event. So having been to both of those, it was nice to see that growth. It was nice to see new faces out there, people that um, were really bummed out that they couldn't uh, be around for Iowa City's Pride Festival. And so they were able to get a little taste of it at Coralville Pride. Um, just, I, I, I love being at Pride events. It's a, another space to be more authentically myself and to engage with others that are trying to more fully embrace uh, their identities in those spaces and of course for allies to come up and, and show out and be supportive too so I was very excited to be able to get one more of those in uh, after tabling at Iowa City Pride too before my term ends in December um, I also, I, I can't share many details at this point in time, but I'm very excited uh, in my practicum experience with the Rape Victim Advocacy Program. Uh, the MSW program at the University of Iowa, there's not really a capstone project, but this, what I will be engaging in in my work for my practicum is essentially what will be my capstone project. And I'm very excited to be able to put together um, essentially what's going to end up being a toolkit that can be used by multiple community entities to address the way that we are speaking with folks in the community about sexual violence, how we are 
um, engaging in and implementing comprehensive sexual violence prevention education programming and specifically addressing that to youth in our schools. So I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be a, a very large project that's going to take up a significant amount of my time, but it, it's work that I love and work that's worth doing. So I'm excited to see how it all comes together and, and hope that it will be useful to folks after I graduate the program. I can go. Yes. Um, yeah, so I've been working, like I said at the beginning, I'm on the I, the school district equity advisory committee. Um, the school district's DEI plan is up for renewal um, in January. So we had a retreat last month and we've been doing a lot of work on that, reviewing it, making sure that you know, the goals are there and kind of fleshing that out a bit. Um, also been very busy coming up. Uh, October is LGBTQ History Month. So um, working with Hawkeye Pride, which is the name of our alumni group to put together a lot of programming around that, social media, um, educational bits. Um, National Coming Out Day is also October 11th, so planning events for that as well. So lots of, lots of things coming up in October that we've been busy planning for. So. Cool. Kelsey, I see you have your hand raised. Hi, I can just mention that September was the month of travel for me. Um, uh, so my work was mostly outside of Iowa City, but um, it was a good opportunity to go to both DC and New York in DC, speaking with the United States Institute of Peace and others on how we might um, create a learning agenda for the implementation of the US strategy to prevent conflict. And then in New York, um, it was a pleasure to join um, a, a session hosted by Rockefeller and Brookings uh, on um, all of the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, um, and roundtable sessions that they've been having all summer on new innovative ways of how we might specifically implement in practice in our communities all of those SDGs. Um, and I was there specifically um, uh, related to SDG 16, which is on reducing all forms of violence by 50% by the year 2030. So it was great to be present at all of those things, although I did come home sick. <laughs> Um, but I will also just raise something upcoming, um, which is the Refocus Film Festival. Um, some of you may have already heard of it, um, but it is occurring um, in our community October 6th through 9th. That's a film scene, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Actually looking at a banner for it right from here. Oh, wait, well, yeah, <laughs> that's right convenient. And if I could add one more, October, yeah, October 18th, I know Siri was talking about the importance of voting um, and our alumni group is hosting a uh, election forum on October 18th. Uh, speakers are Keenan Crow, who's the director of policy and advocacy for One Iowa, which is the statewide LGBTQ advocacy group. And also Pete McRoberts, who's the director of policy for ACLU of Iowa. So they'll be joining us to talk about the issues and that affect the LGBTQ community that are coming up and, you know, and voting and the importance of that and how people can get involved. So, yeah. Uh, I, I saw Sylvia dropped off. I was going to make a quip about I might be teaching in the executive MBA program, so I might get her as a student. But <laughs> so that'll, that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, I, I wanted to. Uh, 
tag on to what Ashley said about Corville Pride too. So I, I tabled that with her. So, and if, what she didn't mention is that um, not only we were, were we a sponsor of that event, but we also received an award uh, as part of their honor roll. So uh, you may have seen that on some social media and that kind of thing too. We post a picture with our certificate in front of our table, but that was a, that was a fun day. So nice weather and yeah, it's, it was, I thought it was well attended. I, I wasn't there for the, the previous year for the first one with Tavern Blue, but yeah. you said there was, you know, there's a lot more people. So, and so it, for only the second year, I'm, I can imagine it's probably going to grow quickly. <laughs> so, especially since it's a nice time of year, you know, for otherwise, and it's, you know, it's nice balance to people that couldn't make it to the Iowa City one. So, you know, if they were out of town or something like that too. So that's, that was a lot of fun. Um, you mentioned the city high thing too. So the, all the candidates that go, I, I got to experience that as a candidate yeah, you did. last year. So that, and it was fun. I kind of came full circle because I went to parents night uh, at city high a few weeks ago and my daughter has, has English, Oh, 10 God. in that classroom so i so like i know this place this is deja vu like all the couches around I, I, i've been in here before so that's that's a great program so and i know my daughter has mentioned coming to a few more of the ones because i know uh christina bohan is going to be there soon and we she... had janice there we've had mayor teague there it's it's exciting our kids do uh voting registration drives at our sporting events and it's honestly really incredible how involved they want to be and are just on their own. And it's exciting to support that. Yep. So. And also one of the highlights of last fall too, just because they had some good questions and engagement afterwards and that's what that was cool. Um, and then the other thing I'd say too, uh, one of the things that we're doing, my, my family's doing uh, is this, uh, when we've done before is this Sunday, we're serving a meal at the Catholic Worker House which is the original house on near Sycamore Mall area. Uh, so if, and I'd encourage anybody that's interested in, in doing that, they on Saturdays and Sundays, they have a sign up for providing a meal for, it's usually anywhere from about 30 to 50 people. So if you like catering, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's, you know, cooking for for many is a little bit different than cooking for two. Uh, it's a great, it's a great experience. So yeah, not only just for providing a meal to a lot of people that may be food insecure, but just, uh, sharing all that with them and seeing the environment that it's in and, and it's you know, it's mo you know, it's kind of a mix of both uh recent immigrants as well as some uh, uh you know some you know people who are homeless in the, in the in that area and everything too so it's it's a great experience and they're always looking for people to do that so it's it's been a very rewarding thing for us and our whole family to be able to do that as well so uh i think that's all i had on my list any um joshua anything you want to share with what's going on with the city or the police department uh, nothing really. Uh, maybe last Saturday I was at the uh, kids market. So mm. it's like, it's a very fun thing. That was my first, first time doing it. And I, I mean, being there. And then I had that idea of like, you know, having like a soccer uh, thing, like for immigrant refugees, I want to reach out to some of the leaders, just like make sure, you know, the kids were aware, you know, just like come enjoy the soccer thing. And it was like very packed with people there, you know, we only had three balls and then like too many people were there and i was like mm, what are we doing now so, <laughs> uh, we had to take turns and stuff so it was great it was great uh, i just thought about it because we wasn't invited like that but you know i just thought about like taking part of it like you know just being there for the community and then for the immigrant refugees that are <clears throat> represent as well so it it kind of got a little harder because of the weather so it was rainy and stuff and you can play soccer like you know when it's kind of raining like that but it was great so i think other than that uh uh the latino fest it went well maybe daisy talked about it last time mm -hmm. and i wasn't able to attend 
uh, our sergeant was there and then he had to like make two trips for our giveaways. It, everything was gone and he had to come back to the PD, pick mm -hmm. some stuff up. So it was, it was, it was very great. So I think that's all I have. Thank you. That was a great event. I had some great food at that one too. And there was so wonderfully attended. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, Party. it was packed. You couldn't even walk through the ped mall. It was so much squeezed in there. It was great. I think Joshua, you don't have a option as a community leader not to be in it. You have to be <laughs> <laughs> so when you say we were not invited, there's no invitation. For you just go. You just, I mean, yeah. It, it, it just wasn't like, I didn't really know it. You know, I was just doing my searches, like trying to just reach out. Who should I reach out right now? You know, and then I was like, oh, yes, this is an event that I can attend. So then I spoke with my surgeon. So, yes, that's what I, you know, I meant by like we wasn't invited because nobody knew about it other than me. And then the people were, were surprised. Like even my surgeon was like, hey, Joshua, yes, you can go to that. So, yes. And that's why you're there. <laughs> yes. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, you just, yeah, you just, yeah. Stephanie, anything else for us? Um, just if you aren't able to attend the breakfast to let me know, because as I work on the script, I wanna make sure that it's as accurate as possible for um, Jason and Ashley when they're reading so that I can know, you know who's present and just say that so-and-so was unable to make it. But if you could let me know um, by next Monday at noon, that would be great. But that's all I have. Okay. Later. Nothing else on the agenda, so I will entertain a motion to adjourn. So move. Second. Moved by Mark and seconded by Siri. All in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? We are adjourned.